0: Game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is overtime open line interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, six thirty, Chad.
1: Anderson out of the net it is six on five puck goes to C.C. Oh. he's got a hurry lost it here's Aho the
0: shot saved by Campbell and he covers it up oh what a chance for Aho he was all alone with Jack Campbell and Campbell covers it up
2: the Edmonton Oilers score a 6-4 victory over the Carolina Hurricanes tonight at Rogers Place the Oilers even their record at two and two the Canes fault to three and one A game with 10 total goals, but we start off with our save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310 Glass or visit crystalglass.ca. The situation there. Minute 10 left. Oilers win a neutral zone faceoff and give up a breakaway. <laughs> and Campbell, who made some big saves tonight, makes sure the game doesn't go to overtime.
3: Well, it, it's one where it's, uh, there's a faceoff in the neutral zone. Carolina has a choice whether to put their goalie back in or play with their goalie out. They chose to play with their goalie out. The, the fear when you do that is if you lose the draw. Because now you got no goalie, and he, the opposition gets the puck, and and Kane just made a a, a a poor choice by going across the ice. If he goes it right back to his D partner or his deep guy on his own side, Nurse, short pass. You make a good hard crisp pass. He tries going a long pass across, and because Carolina has one extra player on the ice, there's nobody slowing down who's coming in. The puck came to CC slow. Uh, he, he's looking at the puck hoping it gets there in time Aho comes across uh, I think it actually surprised Aho a little bit uh, and he went and wasn't able to get full wood on it but Jack Campbell made his biggest save of the game and one that allowed the Oilers to take away two points from this hockey game.
2: Yeah, 36 saves tonight for Campbell. Good performance from him after getting pulled on Saturday against the Calgary Flames. Hurricanes outshot Edmonton 40-33. Oilers win it 6-4. Ryan Nugent Hopkins gets four points. Connor McDavid gets four points to lead the offensive attack. McDavid gets another empty netter for you. Nugent Hopkins scored a goal very similar to the one he got on Markstrom last year in the playoffs.
3: Yeah, he, and it's funny. He's got an open net, but a it's on a side that's not an easy pat, shot. He's got to push the, his stick across his body, but he put himself in the right spot. He got close enough to Hyman or to close enough to where the puck was being fought, got himself in a quiet area away from everyone, so he's good in a defensive uh, situation. If he has to get back defensively, he's not tied up. But he got into an area where if the puck comes to him, he's got time to put the puck on net. Uh, nice play by him, but a better play by by Hyman. That was a smart play. He's, his body's tied up, his stick's tied up, but his feet were free, and he just kicked the puck to an area. Nugent Hopkins made no mistake. That was a mistake that Freddie Anderson made on that play.
2: Yeah, I, I thought Hyman had an excellent game, though. I mean, k- kicking mm-hmm. that puck free again, so
3: strong on the puck. He, he, I thought he was the best player for the Oilers tonight, and there was a lot of players that were good. Uh, their, their stars came to play. Uh, their role players came to play. There was a lot of good in tonight's game, but I thought Hyman stood out for some of the stuff he did away from uh, the play and some of the stuff that didn't make it to the score sheet.
2: Hyman's the fourth star of the game for Jandel Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home realtor, uh, retailer. Pardon me, the three stars in order. Nugent Hopkins, Svechnikov, who gets a hat trick in this game for Carolina, and McDavid. And, and Hyman, again, and we've seen him do this before, and he did it with about uh, 11.40 uh, pardon me, 13:40 left in the third period, a one on four, and he holds the puck long enough for the Oilers to make a total line change
3: and get a scoring chance out of it. He, he's slippery. Uh, he, he's a very strong man, and he's strong on his feet and he's always twisting and turning Uh, he he's absorbing checks on the boards but he never allows himself to get pinned he puts himself in a position where his body's turned one way or another and whichever side the check comes from he's going to spin off it uh i i knew that there was a lot of very good attributes in his game when he was with the leafs but now when you see him on a nightly basis and here we are into his second season here you just realize the the little things that he does and he does so well and most players you'll see when your team's changing, you're by yourself, you dump it in, but what you're doing is you're giving the puck to the opposition and you're allowing them to come out. He knows that he's strong enough to, to rag the puck in the offensive zone and hold on to it and allowed his whole line to change and get back out there. So now there was no giving the puck up. It's We're going to stay in control of it. I'm going to hold on to it as long as I can, wait for help to come. Uh, an excellent game from Hyman who plays... In all aspects, power play, shorthanded, even strength, last minutes of game. Uh, he does everything and he does it well. His work ethic is. As good, if not better, than anyone else in the National Hockey League, and tonight he was uh, he was rewarded with a little bit of offense, uh, goal and assist, and uh, helping his team get two points.
2: Hyman goes plus two, 1952 of ice time, a couple of shots on goal, credited with three hits as well as the Oilers win six four. Fun game, entertaining game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oilers were up one nothing after one. I thought they were probably a little bit better in the first period. They got a power play goal. Now the second period, to me. I mean, a lot of times we talk what happened near the end of the game, but I, to me, the second period was key because Carolina came out very strong. They were very good. Svechnikov got an early goal on a long wrist shot, tied it a minute 38 into the second period. Carolina outshoots out the there's 69 in the second period, and we'll dive more into that after we hear from head coach Jay Woodcroft
4: on the goals uh, tonight. Um, you know, we're in the month of October. There's some scrambliness to, I think, most teams. Um, But the most important thing is we found a way to win against, you know, a very, very good hockey club, a team that hadn't lost yet uh, this year. And um, that is a team that is a perennial President's Trophy in the President's Trophy hunt. Um, So for us uh, to find the two points tonight, I think that's the most important thing. And uh, we'll carry it into a practice tomorrow.
1: Uh, I just wonder about scoring first because it's been a topic of conversation naturally around here and you did
4: that.
5: What did that do for your, your team, did you feel, in terms of your gameplay and, and ultimately
4: pushing? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's too simple to just say, oh, okay, if we score first, then you're, you're into the game. We've had games, only four games on this young year. What I would put the focus on is that we played a pretty good first period. Um, we liked a lot of the things that we did. And uh, we found ourselves up on a on a really nice goal. Um, So, you know, what did it do for us? Allowed us to settle in and play the game. But um, you know, we didn't score the goal, first goal, last game. But I thought we had a really good first period.
0: Jay, Carolina plays a a rather different style. It's almost like man-to-man. Lots of one-on-one battles. How do you feel your team responded to that? And is, is that a is it that noticeably different to play that style than, than how a lot of other teams play? Yeah,
4: uh, they have a unique style. I think, um, I think they're a really well-coached team. I think Rod Moore is one of the best coaches in the national. Obviously his team plays with the work ethic that he used to play with. Uh, so it's a compliment to him and his staff uh, of how hard that team plays. Um, I think they're, the way they play is also built around their personnel. Um, they're built a certain way, and the way they play suits those those people that they have in the lineup on a consistent basis.
0: Uh, Jack Campbell tonight. I know there's four goals against, but he made some huge saves. Obviously, the one on Aho with a, the minute, uh, ten seconds left. He really made some key, timely saves. You know, at times they they you had just scored and then he made that big save on you Maybe just talk about Campbell's game tonight.
4: Yeah, I thought. He should feel good about his game tonight. He, uh, you know, he was, he was clutch when, when the moment called uh, for it. He made big saves. And uh, in the end, the one thing that he cares about is, is putting the W on the board. And that's what he did for us tonight. He should feel good.
1: Jay, you're about uh, two-thirds through this homestand. Is it a bit challenging to start with so many games at home and not get on the road early in the year?
4: No, I think the schedule is what the schedule is, and uh, it's it's a little different to do that. Uh, one of the things we did in the preseason was we, we took a trip, which you don't normally do in the preseason, but we wanted our players to have the feeling of being on the road together. Um, you know, we've... I would say we're playing some pretty good teams here too, and um, as I said, even though it wasn't uh, maybe the prettiest game, um, we found a way to win against a, a really good hockey team, so I'm proud of our our fellas.
6: Nugent Hopkins kind of finds a way to leave his mark on the game, whether he's getting points or not. He's kind of a selfless guy.
4: It seems like it's a popular night when he gets a. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought he made a really nice play on that shorthanded goal, and uh, obviously I, that goal that he scored with the with the goalie handle that reminded me of the one in uh, in the playoffs. Very similar, very similar spot, everything like that. Just found a way to to have a key impact on the game tonight. I'm happy for him. Good, thanks, guys. <laughs>
2: All right, that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft after a 6-4 win over the Carolina Hurricanes tonight at Rogers Place. Nuge, four points. McDavid, four points. And, Rob, we were talking about the second period being pivotal, I think. Carolina outplays the Oilers for most of the period, but they're still down a goal going to the third. So... I guess you can look at that one or two ways. Campbell was a, maybe a little better than Anderson or yep. the Oilers' stars finished their chances better than Carolina's stars finished because the Oilers got two goals in 201 to make it 3-1. That's the key stretch in the game to me. It, it
3: was because the Oilers weren't as good as Carolina in the second, but they capitalized on chances. And when you've got high skill, as the Oilers do, and you get those opportunities, you gotta you got to make good with them. And we didn't see that against the Buffalo Savers as Comrie stood on his head. But tonight when the Oilers' best players had chances they buried it um i know that a lot has been made i've read articles about it recently and a lot has been talking about a 60 minute game uh, i've yet to see very often a team play a full 60 minutes where they're the better team it doesn't happen i mean the buffalo sabers got two points of the day they played 30 minutes possibly so when everyone says well the others have got to play 60 minutes well no they just when they have their down part they've got to limit the damage. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing in the second period where they weren't as good. They limit the damage by capitalizing on the chances they had. And then when they do have their push, as every team does, they got to capitalize, and they got to make good on the, the, the opportunities, and they did that tonight when they got their chances uh, to extend the lead. And that's another thing that we, we we discussed, and I know that some of the questions to Jay Woodcroft were about was getting the lead. The biggest thing for the Oilers when they have the lead is other teams have to get out of their defensive set and then they got to cheat a little bit or take chances. That's where the Oilers can pick apart other teams because they can extend the lead. Because when, the great example is the the 3-1 goal. Carolina's pushing, they're down a goal. They're pushing, they're pushing. Burns gets caught up a little too high because they had play in the offensive zone. When there's a turnover, Kane beats Burns back now they extend the lead to make a 3-1.
2: Oilers go on to win 6-4, so the Japanese Village goal light is on on 630Ched.com. We activate this whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. So go to 630Ched.com, print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. Okay, more post-game reaction coming up, and we're happy to hear from you as well. 780-496-0063 is the number. This is Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 chair. That's on the
5: left-wing boards. To McDavid in front, to dry
0: settle. Fires
2: at home. All right, that turns out to be the winner tonight. It put the Oilers up 5-3 at the time. They go on to beat Carolina 6-4. First 8 minutes and 55 seconds of the third period, the teams combined for four goals, three of them on the power play, both of Carolina's goals, and that one there by Dreisaitl. Both teams were two for five on the power play. Hyman had a power play deflection in the first period. Drysidle a little closer to the net maybe than his usual one-timers. I believe the first try of McDavid, the first attempt with the pass was blocked. Yep. Now, I would think at that point, if you're Freddie Anderson, you're yelling... Leon Leon, nobody they they blocked the first pass the puck went back to Connor It was and, and Carolina all drifted closer to McDavid and he's it like was, okay yeah, there, it was, here, here he
3: is they, they were overloaded on the penalty kill and the first one was blocked and they just didn't have enough time as Connor just fought through it and got it back door to Leon and Leon just read the play he put himself in the best position to where the puck should come and Connor read it got the puck to him and Anderson had absolutely no chance right there, so uh, a big power play goal for Leon at that point, and in a game that's the referees called some odd penalties, uh, you have to take advantage of them, and the, actually both teams did, as there was four power play goals scored in the game.
2: All right, so the Oilers win at six four seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Kurt from Elk Point is checking in now. Kurt, I got to start here. Yeah, because I'm a little bit familiar with the community of Elk Point, having worked in Lloydminster for a while. Yeah. And uh, are are you a uh, are would you happen to be a Mark Latestu fan? Oh, of course. <laughs> Hometown hero. I had to slip that in. I used to work <laughs> with his dad. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah.
5: Yeah. What's on your mind? Anyway, good job by the Oilers tonight getting the win. But uh, one thing that was upsetting me every time they score a goal. They turn the camera to that guy with his beer, and he slams the beer every time the others score a goal. But so what if they had scored
3: 12 goals tonight? Are we gonna watch <laughs> that guy drink 12 beers? <laughs> and then well, you then we'd watch him get carried out.
2: Yeah, I don't know if he'd still be standing by the mm-hmm. time they got to 10 or 11. I, I I I gotta be honest with you, Rob and I, uh we will look to the replays, but we'll usually look to the big monitor.
3: Yeah, I uh, didn't maybe, see so it. So when no. a goal
2: goes in we don't see what's on T V and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take too many shots at our, our friends at sportsnet that, that put on the tvs yeah okay well that was, that was kurt's call tonight doesn't, wanted, doesn't like the beer guy
3: <laughs> yeah I, mean, I didn't
2: know they showed this thing they don't show the same guy all the time when they show fan reaction do they
3: I, I i haven't noticed see we don't watch the tv it's like i got my father texting me something last game about what was happening on during the telecast i'm like yeah no you know, I'm road
2: games I'm... we watch the tv we do at that point the home we... so the home games to explain our our I mean, we're in studio 99 now but for the actual game, we go up to the media level, which is on the eighth floor, and it is up there. It's at least eight floors yes. above, <laughs> above the ice. So Rob and I are each in booths, which are what the size of like a average size spare bedroom, yeah. maybe a little bigger. Yeah. Um, so the the big the big screen, the jumbotron, is well still below us, but it's pretty hard to miss. It's kind of our TV. Yes, and then there are TVs mounted. Above us between each booth, like perpendicular, so we can peer up and look at, at replay. Now, the interesting thing though about the TV is even on home games, it's often behind by five to seven seconds. So sometimes, if there is a play on the ice, you could Return, look up quickly yes. and see it live. But usually, when there's a goal reaction, we're watching, I start taking notes, Rob's looking at it stuff, and then we'll usually just watch the replay on the big screen. So I, I, we learned something from Kurt though.
3: Well, they, I'm going to start watching now to see the beer drinking dude. Well,
2: now it'll be someone else next time.
3: <laughs> they're probably just... I'm afraid that it might have been one of my buddies. I don't want to know now.
2: He's, he's texting you. Gene <laughs> they're, they're, Principe is going to make puns about him. Gene <laughs> should dress up as a big glass of beer. He dresses up as the hot dog. Well,
3: tonight he was drinking soup. I saw. Was he really? I didn't yeah, see that. I see, I that too, usually. I did see that at the very beginning. Bob was talking, so I was kind of floating about looking at other things going on. But yeah, no, he was. He had two different soups and I think it had to do with Soupy Campbell Soupy playing. Soupy yes. all
2: right. It is a 6-4 win for the Oilers over the Carolina Hurricanes tonight as they get their record to 2-2. Two two. We set the line before the game at 24 and a half, thanks to inspiration from Bob Stoffer. Over or under the Oilers' shot total tonight for River Creek Resort and Casino excitement bet on it. Well, the Oilers were over. They got to 33 So it is Randy getting the $50 Cree Resort and Casino gift card as he took the over. 780-496-0063 We have Alex standing by Hi Alex, go ahead Hi, how are you? Good Well, you know what, uh,
4: I gotta admit I had to listen to the call on the radio because I'm on uh, on the road, and uh you guys are amazing uh the call and like i'm losing my marbles okay i'm thinking oh no let's not do this again uh okay i i'm an oiler fan i love you guys i love the eventualers i have nothing to uh um i don't want to be negative at all because i can't and uh the fact is, is that Goers go. I love your call. I love the call on 6:30, chat because I'm on the road, and well, that is way more exciting than TV by far.
2: Well, we we appreciate it, Alex. We're we're gonna we're gonna jump in, or people are gonna think you're a, you're a paid off to call in or something like that. Well, first of all, thank you. Of course, uh, Cam Moon and Bob Stoffer were actually describing the game tonight, and some nights it's uh, Jack Michaels, but we do appreciate that. But it was an exciting game. It was it a it was very was a good fun game. game. to watch. Again, as you often say, if you watch this game not caring who was going to win, you'd think, well, oh, I've got two and a half hours of entertainment.
3: No, I, it was good. It was two good hockey clubs. I I believe the Oilers have a very good hockey club that are going to be battling for the division, if not the conference le- or championship. And I think the, Hur- the Hurricanes in Carolina are a top four team as well so you, you the expectation was that this would be a good hockey club or a good hockey game and it was and i think it turned into a game that benefits the oilers more uh carolina is a, a strong defensive team that can roll four lines and just wear you down well tonight turned into a game of penalties which usually benefits the Oilers, and it turned into a track meet they've got the scores that are capable of doing this so I think Carolina got out of their game plan and a big reason was is the Oilers took the lead and the Carolina Hurricanes had to change the way they played so a highly entertaining game and I guess you would call this a high event game because a lot of a lot happened in the 60 minutes well like
2: I said you after the first period Carolina is determined to shoot a lot and I know teams shoot a lot and want to get pucks to the crease but I feel like and I'm curious what you think about this I feel like if the puck is below the faceoff dot, or even around the bottom of the circle in the offensive zone, Carolina might fire at the goalie, mm-hmm. while most Oilers still might look to hold on to her or make a pass.
3: Well, I don't know if most Oilers. I think you would see the Leon's and the Hymans and the Nuges and the Connors and the Canes players like that will try to make a play out of it. They'll they'll carry it out because their uh, skill level allows them to continue to find other things to do. Carolina has some very skilled players, but they, they're not in the, the Connor and Leon type of world. Uh, I, I love shots that come from below the goal line, on the goal line, close to the goal line, because it deflects in front of the net off the goalie. He, he can never swallow it. You very rarely see a puck that's shot from the goal line below the glove that a goalie will cover because he's doesn't be, he's not able to front the puck right he's turned sideways so now rebounds are going everywhere so now you're not you're not so much trying to score there you're trying to create a second and a third scoring chance and Carolina was very good at it and other than uh their one player that uh, had three goals tonight so who was fantastic uh, he's a heavy shooter and he can shoot from everywhere and should because he can beat, he's the one guy that can beat you from just about anywhere on the ice. Uh, a wonderful young player. They got some stars on this team, too. Guys that are fun to watch. Um, highly entertaining game, and I think both teams uh, are happy with the effort. I think both teams are going to find other things in their game that they wish they were a little bit better at.
2: Okay, so the Oilers take it 6-4. Tony and Tanner are coming up next on the open line. You're going to hear from Nugent Hopkins and McDavid. They both had four points. You'll also hear from Zach Hyman, who was very solid tonight. Back in a couple of minutes. We're live in Studio 99.
0: Live Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Anderson out to play it. He lost it. Nugent Hopkins
6: scores!
0: Ryan Nugent Hopkins from a sharp angle gets the loose puck. And the Oilers are up 4-2.
2: All right, that is the Nugent. He had four points tonight, a goal and three assists. Oilers beat the Hurricanes 6-4. Here he is
5: great for you guys. It wasn't the end of the
2: world,
6: but it was you know things weren't quite where you needed to be. And then a really good team comes in, so people are like, Oh no, this could be this could be tough. And instead, it goes the other way. You guys turn in, in your best game of the season. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, um, good teams need to rise to to the challenge of play, uh, playing other good teams. So I thought uh, um, we knew what to expect tonight. We knew that they're a good team. Uh, they play hard. They don't give you up, give up a whole lot. So um, we had that mentality going in, uh, keeping it simple, just trying to work them every shift so um, pretty proud of the group in here to, to bounce back after a couple of games and obviously there was there's no panic in here we just got to keep rolling now it's, it was only the fourth game of the season but at the same time it was, it was an important one for you guys to get you, know, you don't want to be one of three this yeah I mean for sure um, we know how important starts of the season are um, and I think with a big homestand like this it's important to, to get off and uh, make uh, this place a tough, uh, tough barn to come into every night so yeah um, back on track here a little bit but obviously got to keep pushing
2: all right quick comments there from ryan nugent hopkins who was picked the first start tonight for his four-point effort connor mcdavid also had four points robbie gets an empty netter you said
3: you <laughs> i said, said he'd have 10 at the end of the season i said, said he'd set the new nhl record i'm 20 percent of the way there and i still have a lot, a, a lot of runway and whenever they to go at one Whenever the Oilers have won this season, he's got an empty net. Well, I, I honestly, <laughs> uh, when I when the other team pulls the goalie, I don't see how Connor and doesn't score. Seriously, he, he, you've got both Kane or Hyman and Leon out there. They're going to get once they get a control of the puck, they're going to put it in a spot where Connor's going to win a race. And again tonight, he just Leon gets the puck, he finds Connor, so. Uh, the Oilers are a good team. They're going to have the lead a lot late in hockey games, so I, I feel fairly confident in my prediction of 10 empty net goals for Connor McDavid.
2: All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Tony on the line. Tony, go ahead.
1: How's it going, boys? Good. Happy about the win. Uh, Oilers fans might complain about you know the goals that that Campbell gave up, but you know what? I have I haven't seen a shot like Sveshnikov shot in I don't know how many years I could that wow Um, the only two questions I have the only question I have is are you guys at all afraid of the defense right now because isn't Murray supposed to be a shutdown defenseman and it doesn't seem like he's doing a very good you know job at shutting like he just seems to be jumping up in the rush a lot. Where instead of like, coming back to make sure that puck doesn't, you know.
3: Well, guess. Ryan Ryan Murray was signed to be a seventh defenseman. Six, seven. Six, seven. Well, yeah. but I think well, Broberg was supposed to be six, so they oh, brought. Fair enough. So they brought Murray in to be their seventh defenseman, and he did win a spot in the preseason, deserved to be in their top six. So, he's not the shutdown defenseman. The shutdown defenseman would be Nurse and Cece and uh, there have been some ups and downs it's been a bit of a roller coaster i mean they gave up a 2-on-0 tonight in a while well, they were shorthanded which you don't want to see um, but uh, the oilers are highly skilled they seem to play high event games there there is not going to be a question mark of what they can do offensively but yeah defensively i think there's things they need to straighten out and we've seen that through the first four games that the, the mistakes on the back end have cost them opportunities and cost them goals against.
2: Yeah, that's our quick change for Jiffy Lube, keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Lube today. And we, we talked about this, oh, I think we've talked about it after every game now. It is not the, a punishing, bruising defense nope. as a whole. Um, you know, Bouchard has had some tough plays this season. Mm-hmm. He also was chiefly responsible I and mean, he was a second assist but on the shorthanded goal, but he really made that play. So, yeah, I I, I think the Oilers and this, you know, we we both think they're going to make the playoffs. There's probably going to be changes along the way. Yeah. And, you know, you hope there are personal adjustments and improvements along the way as well. You hope.
3: Yeah, I, I think that if you're going to look at, if there's something that the Oilers will change between today and playoffs, they might add something with some nastiness or size on the back end. Something that can play a, a much more controlled defensive ty- type of game. They're built right now for speed, they're built, they've got a bunch of creativity on the back end, they've got guys that can move the puck and jump up in the play, but they are prone to giving up opportunities against and, and we've seen that over the games. We've seen, I mean, what has uh, Campbell given up for goals against so far in the year? It's four, 11, 11 goals in two and a half games. And in two of those games, he was really, really good. Yeah. So that means the Oilers are giving up too many chances against.
2: Him. All right. And they're looking for uh, somebody to provide a crunch of the game whenever we have that. Is presented by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family. We'll get to a couple more calls in a minute here. Let's go back down to the Oilers dressing room. The captain, four points tonight, Connor McDavid.
4: It was a lot of work, but uh, the, the payoff was there at the end.
6: Yeah, I thought it was a big win for our group. Um, you know, obviously, a great, great test and uh, a real good uh, Carolina team. And you know, they gave us everything that we could handle. I thought suit so made some big saves, and you know, our power play did its thing. And you know, it was a big win, a bit ugly, but uh, we'll take. Connor, from our perspective, like an entertaining game. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way as a player when you're in it? Like it was just back and forth. Yeah, it feels a little bit like that. Obviously, when you're the team up up by two or up by one you don't want it to be that way but um you know i thought they give them credit their their power play did a great job in the third period and i thought we did a good job of responding with one and um you know like i said soup may, makes a few big saves especially there on Aho at the end you know obviously we're still playing if uh if that goes in so um you know credit to him
0: do you uh you know you guys need to win pretty bad here this must you know i'm not saying there's tons and tons of pressure but Two and two must feel a lot
6: better than one and three. Certainly, uh, you know, obviously, two and two is nothing to, to write home about. Um, you know, but we'll take it. You know, um, it's October hockey. It's scrambly. Um, we don't want it to be as scrambly as it's been, but. Um, I talk in October. Things happen. There's mistakes made, um, you know, but you got to find ways to, to get wins. They count. They count just the same now as they do uh, in April. So um, you know, it was a good, good, to get one home sorry, here. Sorry. The game's getting better. Like the Buffalo game, your team played a little
0: bit better. Tonight, played a little bit better. I feel like the, the one right direction? Yeah,
6: yeah, just, yeah, I thought we did good things in that Buffalo game. You know, if it's not for a real good goalie, I think maybe we're we're, we're winning that one. Um, you know, and tonight i liked a lot about our game you know again there's still things to improve uh, like i keep saying it's october hockey and you know we want it to be better um you know but it's it's going in the right direction so it's a positive the team kind of has a reputation of always playing well against good teams so from that perspective was this kind of maybe what you guys needed is just a, a good team to come in here and sort of snap everything through. well we've played some good teams you know obviously vancouver is to, you know they're they're, they're going to be a good team they're off to a bit of a slow start but you know calgary obviously is a great team and, and Buffalo's no uh no easy competition so we've played against good teams but you know obviously nothing nothing like carolina so it was a good test for us and i thought we responded well
2: how much did scoring first kind of maybe change the makeup of the game for you guys or kind of maybe take, give
6: you guys a little a boost i would say yeah there's been lots made about the start you know we're uh, we don't live under a rock we obviously know that um You know, um, scoring the first one's big. I thought, thought our whole first period was pretty good, um, which is obviously a good sign.
0: There's a few individual plays that. You know, Zach Hyman on the on Nude's goal and then battling the corner. Your back check, of,
6: you know, seem to save a goal. Just kind of those individual extra efforts more noticeable tonight by the group? Yeah, I thought there was just a little more second and third effort out of our group. Um, you know, not so much, uh, I guess, kind of one and done or kind of swinging away. I thought we did a good job of getting involved in battles. Um, it's going to be a long night if you if you don't battle against a, you know, a team like that. So I thought we uh, did a better job. I think there's still a little bit of room to go and um, we'll continue building here
2: all right that's Connor mcdavid after the oilers beat the hurricane 6-4 tonight also buffalo sweeps alberta they beat the calgary flames 6-3 golden knights take down the jets 5-2 bruins in a shootout get by the ducks 2-1 canadians pound the coyotes 6-2 maple leafs over the stars 3-2 in overtime penguins six kings one Blue Jackets over the Predators, 5-3. Sharks get their first win in overtime, 3-2 against the Rangers. Carlson got the goal, 5-2 Senators over Capitals. Devils beat the Islanders, 4-1. And the Wild beat the Canucks, 4-3. The Canucks, the only team now without a win, and they, uh, 4-3, the, the Wild win it. The Canucks didn't have a two-goal lead, but they did have a one-goal lead in the third period. So another blown lead and another game without a win for the Vancouver Canucks.
3: Yeah, another missed opportunity. Leading a game in the third period for the fifth straight time and uh, zero wins to show for Well, it they didn't lead
2: it. here in the third. We, oh,
3: that's right. 21 minutes left. That's right. Yeah.
2: Alright, and also on the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer, looking for parts, service, rentals or new new semi-trailers, head to Trailer.com. Houston beats the Yankees 3-2. They're up 2-0 in that series. And Arizona in football beats New Orleans 42-0. Thirty-four in the Thursday nighter. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Michael standing by. Michael, thanks for calling. Go ahead.
1: Hey guys, how's it going? Good. Good. Uh, I just want to say I'm on the road tonight, so I was kind of listening to the game. Um, big win. Obviously, you don't want to start the season going one and four, right? Um, but I just want to go back to what you guys were talking about last. Um, with the guy there saying uh, about defense um i noticed you were also talking about Hyman, kind of leading up and getting in the zone and um helping the team switch over there um but also i was at the game uh, versus buffalo i noticed nurse you know he's obviously one of their better defensemen he's all around um but he's also up there pushing a lot with Hyman, right um could you see maybe nurse trying to stay back a little bit more to be that guy where he's going to be able to defend rather than have an LRD up there pushing.
2: Sorry, I just, I just want to, like, do you, you think, are, are you asking if we think Nurse is joining the rush
1: too often? Right.
2: Okay. Well, he has um, two he goals did. doing that. <laughs>
1: no, I, I agree, right? But you guys yeah. did mention that, like, um, Nurse would be your go-to guy as far as um, defensive walking, right? Um, who else would you guys rather stay back to lock up the deep um i'm just i'm just saying it seems like the defense is a little bit
3: scattered there. well darnell nurse and and cody cc that's your shutdown pair that's your top pair uh i don't think they're ever going to tell darnell's darnell to back off uh, on carrying the puck or jumping up into the play i think they like all of their defensemen jumping up in the play they just got to read it when they should and when they shouldn't and i think there have been some misreads where players have jumped up at the wrong time but they're never going to say darnell we think we need you more defensively stay back because the others have such good offensive players when a defenseman jumps up in the play it gives them odd man breaks so uh, it's just doing it at the right time and they're not going to take that away from darnell they're gonna yeah. that, i mean that's one of the attributes that he has is his ability to jump up short uh, shorthanded he does it a number of times it creates odd man rushes shorthanded scored a big goal the other day jumping up in the play with leon Dreisettle, a backdoor two-on-one goal so that's one of the uh, assets that darnell nurse has is his speed and his ability to jump up in the play yeah
2: it's, I, it's a good question but yeah i think it's it, it, the player has to read the play you made the comment about Barry last game Yep, getting two up Neiman Leinen had jumped up and then Barry is not too far behind the, the final forward and that turned into that Buffalo breakaway uh, I think I thought especially against Vancouver a lot of defensemen were guilty of being out of position yep. I just think they, a lot of guys had a bad night you know CeCe's really out of position he was a couple times against the Canucks um, I, I, I think the Oilers philosophy and probably a lot of teams philosophy is don't take this the stick out of your players hand mm-hmm. if if he can get involved offensively I mean I know there's a lot of t- and, I, and I agree the Oilers are could be a better defensive team and that might turn out to be the Achilles heel as we go throughout the season I'm not I'm not arguing that but I'm also saying you know a, a two-way player doesn't mean he's just good at defense if he's just good at defense he's a one-way player he can't score so I think if I think Woodcroft and the coaching staff, if a player can recognize he can help as the fourth man in a rush, then do it. But he has to know his partner or somebody else yep. I, is back. I, I, but I don't think they would ever want to say, like, don't don't join the rush. Don't try to make a play. I mean, they, they want to make plays. And a lot of times, if you do have a guy joining the rush, it, it creates a forecheck or something else. It's just you have to have the support there.
3: No, it's just reading the play. And whether it's darnell nurse or evan bouchard or ryan murray uh, they all have the green light to jump in the play it makes them a better hockey club makes them a more dangerous hockey club you just got to do it smart and for the most part they do but every once in a while they make a poor decision tyson berry the other night they cost them um but they they built this team on the back end with players that are capable of jumping up in the play capable of uh, of, of making good offensive decisions and uh, so you're not going to turn a guy that's you know got offensive minded uh, abilities turn him into a defensive defenseman if that was the case you would have went and got a different defenseman for your team yeah
2: yeah it, it's it, that's a good question it's always an interesting debate right like it's the whole uh <laughs> i mean who was it uh remember sandis ozelnich yep what have you played against him a bit? yep who was the San Jose coach? Was it Wilson then or something? But I remember seeing an interview uh, with, with whoever was coaching when Ozilian just came into the league, and the coach said, you know, so often I'm sitting on the bench watching him going, no, 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 no. Yes, nice play. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> he'd score. I mean, that's kind of the extreme. But, yeah, I think if, if y- you have to be smart about the decision. Yep. You have to know someone is, is covering you. Have the Oilers made the best decisions as a whole through four games, I'd probably say no, you'd like it to be better, mostly on the backs of a couple of periods against Vancouver. But, but, I, but I think for me, and we, again, what, we, what we've been talking about a lot already, the defending is more against the cycle and sturdiness in front of the own net as yes. opposed to players being caught.
3: I think that's where the Oilers... In terms have, of a
2: long-term, yes. perhaps, issue.
3: Yeah, I think that's where the Oilers have struggled at times this year. I, I don't... I haven't, There has not been a lot where the defenseman has jumped up in the play and not gotten back. And the, that's the one great thing about Darnell Nurse. When he leads a rush, a lot of the times he's the first D-man back. He's got that kind of speed. So, uh, there have been some deficiencies on the back end for the Oilers, and uh, things that I think they're trying to get better at. They've given up too many goals. They've given up too many scoring chances. But this is the way this team is built. This team is built to score. And most nights, they're able to outscore their mistakes. Not all nights, but most nights they are.
2: Okay, 6-4. The Oilers win it tonight. You're going to hear from Zach Hyman when we bring you back into Studio 99. This is
0: Heartland Ford, over Open. Oilers hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, six thirty, Chad. Across the Nugent Hopkins on the left gives it to Barry. He'll let it go. Scars.
2: Well, that was the first goal of the game way back at the 8:22 mark of the first period. The Oilers finally score first in the game, and they get the win 6-4 over the Carolina Hurricanes. Really good performance from Zach Hyman. Here he is.
6: Remember all the things you said, but a, yeah. few, a few things. Um, do you feel like you, you did a
5: number of those things in order to come up with a victory tonight? Yeah, they're a really good team. Obviously, they don't uh, they don't give up. They push back. and. Um, you know, Soup made a couple of key saves there. Yeah, just a, a good win for us.
6: When you look at uh, Carolina, they had a great start. And uh, it seems like one of those games where you maybe can really – Prove how, how good
5: you are—not mm-hmm. just the win, but how well you played and, and against the, the competition. Do you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I think we, I think we all know in the locker room we're a really good team, and you know, we have a lot of confidence in in this group, and you know what we want to accomplish. So it's nice to to get a good win against a, another really good team. Um, you don't want to fall behind you know too badly in the the start of the year you want to make sure that uh, you get off to a good start so we're back to even here now we've got a big game against st louis so it's uh, another good test for us you're up three one and they push back you're up four two they Mm -hmm. push back five three you guys
6: you kept them at bay. Is that almost as, as important as winning as how you won and you maintained your poise when they were pushing?
5: On? Yeah, I mean we'd like to to keep the yeah. keep it you know keep their pushback limited, right? But uh, that's that's you know what happens when you're playing against a good team. They don't they don't give in. They they force it. They push it. And uh, you know they're able to capitalize on their power yeah. play there. Um, but I think you know on the flip side, good teams know how to respond and, and push back themselves. So I thought we were able to do that multiple times in the game, like you, you mentioned, and get away with the win. Campbell responded pretty well, the uh, 36 saves and some key ones in big moments. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's solid, he's solid back there. Um, you know, we gifted them a couple there on the, on the PK. Um, but he made all, the, all, all the, the saves that, you know, the timely saves that we needed him to make, and he was great. Like this morning, you mentioned the importance of scoring first, that just allowed you to get your rhythm. When you sense that, now that you had that lead, did it change the game a bit? Yeah, it's nice not being the one who has to push back, right? It's not nice not being the team that's behind and that's got to look for a push, right? So we're on the flip side of that today, and uh, you know we got to learn how to how to play with a lead. We're going to have a lot of uh, leads going into the third, so it was nice to. You know, I think we went in there three-two. It was nice to win. Obviously, we'd like to you know, tighten up a little bit, but good win.
2: That is Zach Hyman, Oilers over the Hurricane 6-4. Get more on this game on 630 chetcom globalnews.ca. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. Tomorrow night on 630, Chet, countdown to kickoff at 6 game at 745 with Morley and Dave Elks and Lions in the final game of the season for the Elks and then Saturday we got an Oilers broadcast it's a matinee 1230 for the faceoff show and the game will start at 2 as the Oilers take on the St. Louis Blues so the Oilers now 2-2 two two on the season thanks to Troy Bowler our game day engineer here at Rogers Place and to Kellen Kennedy our studio producer back at 630 Chet we've been live in Studio 99 Edmonton Oilers Hockey is presented by Friesen Brothers. Others. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Hartland Four, Overtime Open Line.